What's happening, guys? Welcome to the show. Welcome back. We're here. It's Action Movie Anatomy. It's Wednesday. We're talking about a movie we have been waiting to discuss for literally years. This is one of the few movies that I've seen probably over 40 times. I can't wait to talk about it. It's the other guys. We're here. We'll see you guys in just one second. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Action Movie Anatomy. Oh, we're back. We're back. We're back. Uh-huh. You're back. Marissa is back. That's what it is. Yeah. Mm. Steven botched the job last week and he didn't play the song. It was the first episode of the whole year. It was and then crazy. he played uh, Danger Zone. Danger Zone. That's just solid. It's a sick song. <laughs> it's a solid throwback. Uh, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. Welcome to 2018. It's episode two of the year. We're excited to be here. It's action movie now. How excited Wednesday. are you to uh, be here? I'm so excited. This is one of my. This is my 32nd favorite film of all time. <laughs> I've made the. Yeah, top I know 50. you made your list. When I, know. I say that, people think I'm a crazy person. Maybe I am a crazy person because I made the top 50, but I have a number. <laughs> I know. I t- I'm still so like daunted by the task. Of making the top 50. So it's been a year now. Like, when you told me about it, or or when I asked you, or when I told you that recently, you were like, it'll take you a few days. But, and I was like, God, days. I was like, it's going to take days. Yeah. Uh, It's now been almost a year since the release of Logan. It'll be, in about a month, I think it'll be a year, which Mm -hmm. at that point, uh, I'm allowed to put that. And now, actually, La La Land can be on my list. So I probably need to revisit it, because those are the two movies, when I was making it, that were recent enough that I didn't feel like I could include. But now you think both of them will be on there. I know that Logan will be. I think, I imagine La La Land will be. I have to go back and watch it again. I almost don't even have this in my top five Will Ferrell movies. That's so crazy. I know, but it's he has so many good movies. Yeah, he does. And, and we're gonna, yeah, we're going <clears> to <throat> talk about yeah. that. So, uh, guys, it's Action Movie Anatomy here on a Wednesday afternoon. Uh, we talk action movies on the show. Those movies adhere to four basic rules. Rule number one, uh, the hero always plays by their own rules. It's a duo. Yeah, I mean, they keep breaking the rules. They, they keep breaking they keep, the rules. They keep breaking the rules. <laughs> They're good cops. They're, They're good, good cops. They're good cops. Uh, rule number two, the hero and the villain are always the smartest people, beings, things, dinosaurs, whatever in the room. I mean, uh, Alan is definitely the smartest. He's very smart. <laughs> he's very intelligent. Urshan's pretty smart also. <clears throat> and Gator knows the streets well. Yeah, and uh, and I would say Roger Wesley is pretty, he's pretty smart too. <laughs> Roger Wesley, good Roger day, Wesley, good day. The uh, moment when just just the moment when they're taking the car and the guy takes the coke and he does this just before he gets it, they go away. It's just unbelievable. All right, so rule number three: the movie is driven by a police, military, or political figure. It's like Scarface sneezed on your car. Yeah, uh, they're they're cops. And rule they're number cops, four: yeah. the movie contains a minimal one explosion. Yeah, there's a great explosion in this movie. Yes. Uh, this is like one of the first movies that's met, like met our criteria in a, in a while. while. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's a comedy. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, guys, on the show today on Action Movie Anatomy, we are going to be talking about the top five Will Ferrell films of all time. We are going to be discussing who is Will Ferrell's true greatest co-star, as well as answering <sighs> some of your questions, talking fist pump moment thesis, all the things you've known to come and love, uh, to love, to come here and love. Um, let's. <laughs> you should just let it go. Should let it go. <laughs> um. You've come to know and love. That's what I was Just trying to say. Just put on the trailer. <laughs> Please start the trailer. If you guys want to, uh, if you, you guys want to follow along in the conversation, you can find me at Ben Bateman Media on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, yeah, you guys can find me at Andrew Guy on Instagram and Twitter, and you can find the podcast at AMA Podcast. And we also have some Facebook groups. We have some Facebook groups, yeah. The most notable one for you guys, if you're fans of this show, is the Action Movie Anatomy Facebook fan page. It was started by uh, three or four of our very loyal fans, people we've shouted out a lot on here that we love, and it just keeps growing, and it's a great place to see our stuff. I just uh, cut a new reel for 2017 that I posted in there yesterday. Oh, nice. Yeah, posting you know movie reviews and things like that, and uh, that's the best place to get the links, share your thoughts, as well as please you know like, subscribe, comment. It really helps us stay high in the standings here. So let's watch the trailer. And for I, the other guys. And ask questions. There's so many questions. There's, yeah, there's like 40 yeah. questions. Tell me once again why I got on this roof. I oh, chopped that up to bad yeah. life choices. Tuesday night is Taco Night at Rikers Island. <laughs> in the toughest city in the world, nobody fights crime like these guys. Uh, somebody call 9-1. Holy and then there's the other guys. Stop humming that song. We know, we know. All the gunfights, all the car chases, all the sex we don't want to have with women, but we have to, all due to what you guys do. And we do it again and again. Hey, 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 hey. if I want to hear you talk, I will shove my arm and work your mouth like a puppet. Peace out. Real, real characters. Yeah. You stopping me? 
What? I think you're a fake cop. I hear a guy who's probably a little insecure. <laughs> all units, we've got a hostile jumper. We it's all know you're in a very dark place right now. I'm gonna do it! A lot you're of feeling like a sweet of death is your only yeah. release. Oh, oh, we got a second jumper! Oh, look, he's flying! Uh... Hi. Who are you? I'm his wife. It's a ball and chain. Oof. Come on, seriously, who is that? I am a real cop. I'm working on a huge case. You're coming with me. <laughs> That's a wooden gun. Oh, God. Oh! Listen up. We need your cooperation. Run! We are doing a lot of property damage. Oh, cool, a helicopter. Where'd you learn to drive like that? Grand Theft Auto. I want to do good cop, bad cop. I come strong, and then you come in. Got it. I want to know everything! Now! Okay, wait, 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 I'll talk to you, you're reasonable! No, no. You want to talk to me? <laughs> I thought you said bad cop, bad cop. <laughs> I am a peacock! You gotta let me fly! Pick another bird. Peacocks, they don't That's fly, Terry. They don't. Do That's they? Just let them have it, yeah. Captain. The other guys. It's a suit. Except here they are. So it's a funny trailer. It's a great trailer. It's nowhere near as intelligent though as the movie, which is the most interesting part about this. And, and one of the things that I think we'll talk about a lot is that it's sold <laughs> just like any other Will Ferrell movie. It's just funny. It's got some good gags. Like they seem like a good pair. I saw this in theaters. I was excited about it. I didn't. I was not excited about it. I wasn't impressed. I thought it was very funny in theaters, but That's, I wait. So you said you thought it was very funny, but you weren't impressed. I, I thought it was very funny. Right. I enjoyed it. I thought about it a lot. I quoted it a few times, but I didn't watch it again for at least a year or two. So it took me years to watch this. Yeah. And like, I did not like it when I first saw it yeah. at all. And then I watched it again and I was like, all right, it's it's fine. And then you made me watch it with you and it was like, all right, this is, I, I can see why Ben likes this so much. Yeah. And we started quoting it more. Yeah, right. But this movie grows on you, man, and, and and it's it more so than Zoolander because it's it is a very intelligent film. Because I think Zoolander is a lot like one of those classic films yeah, where right. people watched the first time they didn't like it, and then they they started to uh, like it over time. I love this movie. Now I watched it twice over the last two days. It's like <laughs> the density of the movie's jokes is, yeah. I think, probably the thing I like the most about it. It's like there's not that many comedies I can think of where you feel like the people who made it had basically total control over what they wanted to put in. Because every scene is like laden with like, like there's layers. Yeah. There's so many layers of jokes, and it's like this is for the people that are, this is for everyone. This is for the people that are like really intelligent. And usually don't watch this, this type of slapstick. Movie. This, this is, is yeah the, exactly. Yeah. And then here's the one that you'll catch if you watch it again and again. Yeah, and whereas like if you think about some of the worst Will Ferrell movies we've seen now, Semi Pro, uh, and there's some bad ones. There's I mean, some bad recently, Land of the Lost. yeah. I like it when it lost a little better, but recently, like, like Get Hard is awful. Oh, like, yeah. There's a few of them that are, like, pretty unwatchable. Um, and you feel like those movies are, they just don't fire on the same axis. They're they're not as intelligent. They don't. And it's the writing. Well, it's also the clearly the director. Because yeah, when we talk about direction. Adam McKay, yeah. we're going to really reveal exactly how involved he was in the best films in Will Ferrell's career. So uh, I say we get into the first segment on the show, and that is going to be thesis statement. This yes, we take, it, we take this movie very seriously. Yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's my 32nd favorite film of all time. Of I course know. I do. Yeah. Uh, thesis statement, this is your bold thought. Your biggest, your biggest opinion about the movie should be rooted in fact, hyperbole almost. The strongest this, the best this, the only, the first, the last. Uh, you know, for instance, I thought about saying, going into this movie, that... Uh, this is this is my favorite Will Ferrell movie because it is. Um, yeah, but that's not that's not good enough. That's just my opinion. It's just that's something I like. It doesn't even qualify why. So what I'm going to say is this is and this is a throw to one of our uh, one of our fans who's longtime listener uh, Dominic Porsari. Oh who, yeah, yeah. He's, he's actually his AMA question that I was going to answer later, but I'm going to answer it right now. Uh, in my opinion, this is the most underrated film in both Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg's career. The other guys is the most underrated film in both Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg's career. I can definitely see that argument. I don't know if I completely agree. I think I think Stranger Than Fiction it's might incredible. be a little more underrated than this movie. The ones that I would throw in the conversation, if mm-hmm. we're going to talk about it, are Stranger Than Fiction 
and Everything Must Go. Those would be the two. And for Wahlberg, I would definitely say uh, Lone Survivor has a strong argument. Yeah, Lone Survivor. And maybe maybe something in, like, the early to mid-2000s, like, we're probably forgetting. uh, Like, like for instance, I love Rockstar. It's, like, a guilty pleasure. Uh, Yeah, and and then... Or the Perfect Storm. There's like a few movies that people don't talk about much anymore. The Italian Job, mm-hmm. but I, like I don't. The Italian Job. I don't really feel like most of the movies we're talking about. Like what I do feel about the other guys is that when you talk to a Will Ferrell fan, eighty percent of the time they don't know or like this movie. Yeah, and I think it's because they just they need to go and watch it again. They need to go watch it again. So I actually want to piggyback on yours with with mine. Excuse me, and that is uh, the Fighter. The Fighter was a good one. The Fighter is excellent, but do you think that's underrated? No. Oh, well, I think I mean, I mean I think it's forgotten. It won Oscars. Now. I mean, it was yeah. a big movie. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. I just think it's kind of forgotten. But yeah. someone someone mentioned it. I it's just a great movie. It. Yeah. Uh, mine is that this movie needs needs now present tense a sequel more than any film in either of their careers that has received a sequel yeah. or has yet to receive a sequel. Which is astounding that Daddy's Home 2 got a sequel. A lot yeah. of our fans were saying that. A lot of you guys mentioned this in the Facebook group. How did Daddy's Home get a sequel? But this didn't. Yeah, and it's the same It's the same people. It's not like we're messing with different star power. It's not like Wahlberg or Farrell fell off. You know, I understand. It's, you know, and Get Hard, I feel like we'll probably have another sequel before this will, you know, and... <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, just because Kevin Hart's so big. Yeah. You know, and, yep. and so I don't know. I don't know what it is. And um, I, don't, I just, and, and so many movies that they've done have gotten sequels. Like Anchorman, I didn't think needed a sequel. No, it's Anchorman, actually, it's, McKay, it's really McKay's only flop because it's not really a very funny movie. Nah, it's kind of a bummer. And um, I don't know. I just can't, I can't think of any other movie that, that, is, that either of them have done. Because a lot of the movies that are great that they're in, they just, they should not have sequels. Yeah, like right. Stranger Than Fiction should just not have another movie. Definitely. They should not bring an old school two back. You know, so I would kill it would be, to see that. it would kill and it would be, yeah, I would kill to see it be <laughs> actually, hilarious. I actually think that's, that's, uh, <clears throat> I would say this deserves it more cause it's more recent. Yeah. But I actually think old school would be a great sequel. I think it's of, of the I think it would be great too, yeah. but it's just like, I, I would, if I had to pick and choose, it would definitely be the other guys. Yeah. For both of them. For sure. Definitely. It's yeah. a well-loved movie. I mean, the, the people that love it, love it. The people that don't usually just don't know about it. A lot of people didn't see it. The way that trailer is sold, it looks funny. But it didn't like get rave reviews, mm-hmm. and it didn't become instantly quotable. It didn't have a thing that was like the thing about this movie. Yeah, and the other big argument is Step Brothers because Step Brothers Two would be hilarious regardless. But it, the thing about Step Brothers Two is, I think what you found with Anchorman is there's no depth to the story. There's yeah. nothing intelligent. Um, I mean, with Anchorman Two, they probably could have done more with the media and things like that. But since it was still placed back then, it, it's hard. Yeah. Uh, with with the other guys, there's they can still tackle this intelligent stuff. Yeah, I mean, you see what happens with Dumb and Dumber 2, Anchorman 2, with, with uh, Zoolander 2. A lot, mm-hmm. Most of these movies don't really work out. It's usually not, they're not very funny. It's pretty hard to make a comedy sequel. 22 Jump Street's a good example of them making literally the same movie, poking fun at making the yeah. same movie, and it being really funny. Yeah, it was funny. It was a good movie, but I don't necessarily know that it needed to happen. I don't think that, like, I can't even differentiate the two movies hardly. Do you think it's too late? For the other guys to do it now? Uh, now that they've done the Daddy's Home movies, right. probably. I don't think anyone would watch it. I think the diehards would. This isn't the same kind of thing as, like, The Room taking 15 years to catch on, and then the disaster artist has an audience because people love The Room. Right. It's like, this movie isn't a cult hit in the way that some movies become cult hits. It's just, like, true movie fans, I feel like, love this movie. Yeah, and but, true Feral fans. Yeah, but even ones who think they're big Feral fans, who quote Step Brothers relentlessly, mm-hmm. a lot of them haven't seen this, or they did what I did, saw it once... Didn't think it was that good and never revisited it because they didn't have a friend that loved it. Yeah. Well, you're my, you're that friend for me. So uh, <clears throat> we're going to move forward into our fist pump is going to be a little different this week. Yeah, because, I mean, how do you fist pump with for an action movie or an co- action comedy? So uh, what I will say, guys, is the fist pump moment is the moment that something happens in the film. You look around and you're just like, are you seeing this right now? This is so good. I think the equivalent moment uh, in a comedy is where you want to pause it. Rewind it yep. and make the, the person. I was, I was just gonna say that the person sitting next to you watch it. So I paused uh, one of the scenes and made Roxy watch one of the scenes just because, like, I was like, "This is just so good." Yeah. So it's it's the scene. It's your laugh out loud moment. The, the like where you were dying laughing yeah. so much so yeah. you like what you like normally with a fist pump you'd be like pull this movie up watch it. Yeah, I want to know some of the ones in the chat. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So please, guys, put yours in the chat, and I'll uh, I'll try to pull them up and, and and shout them out as we move along. And these are I'm sure this will cover some of the recurring bits that we'll be talking about. <laughs> yeah. I want you to go first. Okay. Yeah. I have a particular moment 
that I've talked to you about before, uh-huh. and it's it's so subtle, but it's my single favorite Will Ferrell moment I think of all time. <laughs> There's something about his command of playing the like kind of awkward straight guy that is better. It's he's greater at it than anyone I've ever seen in my lifetime. Yeah, he yeah. has that like. He just he. There's something about him playing the straight man that is so incredible, and so one of the gags that they run repeatedly in this movie is the thing with him and hot ladies, and it's one of the best gags in the whole movie. And so when they go to Christina's house, and she's got Hal, her husband, and it's the boo boo Arnie party alert, alert, which is an incredible scene. That guy's amazing. He's always oh, so good. And the thing about him shaved and all that. But they sit down, Alan. Yeah, he's and they, fine. They sit down, and she looks over at Farrell, and she's like. I've done things in bed with you that I haven't done with anyone no, since. No, she hasn't. And, no, she <laughs> his hand and it, it shows uh, Will Ferrell's face, and, and, and he's like, Christina, your husband. It's, <laughs> it's uncomfortable. And it's like, it's clearly uncomfortable, but he's like playing it so straight, it's so great. And then my favorite moment is he goes, yeah, you're a lucky dog. <laughs> he pants like a dog, and it shows Will Ferrell's face, and he has this puzzled look where he like tilts his head for a second, like feels kind of bad. Yeah, for it feels him, bad. But he's, like, but he's also like, "What's your game? Are you crazy?" <laughs> like he just tilts his face for just a second, like he's confused. Like, what? What are you up to? Yeah. And it's that's the moment for me. It's that interaction is the one that like I want to piss myself laughing when I watch this movie. Oh my! It's so hilarious. It's just like amazing comic timing. That guy is so good. It's so awkward and strange. <laughs> You know what I love about that scene is how like it's over, right? It's yeah. done. They move on. They're like having the next conversation, and all of a sudden, ah, you know, Max, he's like, "What the fuck? We drove like twenty miles." <laughs> you come back here and make love to my wife. wife. Oh yeah, just just unbelievable. Oh. That's that's my that's always been my moment. But there's like five others that because what I was gonna say is unless this is yours, um, in theaters, I remember. The moment that got me, that the people that have seen this movie once, I think, remember the same. It's the the lion versus tuna conversation. At the yeah, the exactly. Yeah, and that's what a lot of people have said. They've said the lion versus tuna. They've said Dancing and Highsmith jumping to their death. Yeah, Dancing and Highsmith. The Rock has a special place in my heart in this movie. There's so much yeah. to talk about that I don't want to hog this show here. So what do you got? Yeah. <laughs> God damn it! Let me finish. That's my. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's see here. I want to get Keaton in Bed Bath Beyond, Tuna Lion, the bar scene. Uh, going back to Gator, the yeah. silent fight. The silent fight is fantastic. What the hell is going on here? Let me guess. <laughs> Keaton, Keaton is ah oh god. There's so much to talk. About. Okay, so mine is actually a Keaton moment, and I, and it happened for me. I did it both times. I watched it, and I don't know why. I, it's when he's like, it's he's like, you're mad at us, aren't you, Gene? He's like, call me Captain in the office, like Captain Gene. He's like, it's just Captain. It's just Cap. It's not Captain Gene. I don't have a kitty show. It sounds creepy, Captain Gene. I don't. And it just cuts. I don't know why, but the way that he says it is, it, I die. Yeah. I died laughing every single time that I watched. It. I watched it four times in the last two days. Keaton is remarkably funny in this movie. It's, at, it's one of his comeback movies because he had been out of the limelight for a while since 2010. People forget that Birdman's not till four years later. Captain Gene. <laughs> uh, yeah, and this is one of those things where I know for everyone that I talk to, you saw him and you're like, oh my God. He, uh, for me, he's my favorite part of the movie, I think. Yeah, Because he's, he's just so fantastic. Every scene he's in is fantastic. But I was so happy to see him again. Yeah, 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 me too. You know? It was exciting because we, we grew up. He was Batman. We like, you know, this is only 2010, so we hadn't even... We hadn't even gotten the third movie in the Nolan trilogy yet. We, right. you know, we were like still living in like Batman was happening at that moment. This was your classic Perfect. Batman, yeah, the original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's so funny in this movie, and this, it was really nice to see him come back. But yeah, I think some of my others. Um, I love I love the Gator story. <laughs> I also love when he's talking to Ava Mendez and he flips out. One of, one of like, because yeah. like, like I think one of the, the things is the lines you quote the most are probably your fist pumps. <laughs> so there's several in that one. Um, Get it never been about no shit. Get it never play no shit. You feel me? That's like, <laughs> <She's> like <laughs> yeah. That's one of the great ones. She's fantastic. She's so good. I the when he first he's, no seriously who is that? Yeah, <laughs> like the first time Wahlberg meets Ava Mendez, it is brilliant. And <laughs> yeah, one of the other ones you and I quote a lot is, uh, and we've been doing it for years. Is uh, what do you say? If I put your outfit into my Cosmo fashion app, you probably get a D minus. And she goes. Alan and his apps. He's actually designed a few of his own. Uh, can I? Can I tell me? Yeah, you can tell him. He designed one called the Faceback app. You can face back. You can put somebody's face into it. It'll the show you what the their... back of their head looks like. Faceback. 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 Got some horrible, horrible reviews coming out the gate. That's just like unbelievably funny. I also me. love that it comes back face later back. on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to to solve the crime yeah, in the yeah, movie. Yeah. Oh, anyway, guys, so all yours are fantastic. The, the TLC is obviously the <laughs> desk pop. Um, 
<laughs> I do love the silent fight. That is just so good to me. I, that guy, I, I forget his name, the darker-haired dude. Uh, you talking about Rob Riggle? You talking about <clears throat> no the the second duo of like super cops? Second duo of super cops. So there's Rob Riggle and then the uh, the black guy whose name I can't think. No, of. that's not Rob Riggle, is it? Rob Riggle's the the he's the white cop of the two cops. Yeah, yeah. The other the, the other guy is I can't think what his name is. Yeah, I. You're, you're talking about the black dude. No, no, no. I I don't think that's Rob Riggle, man. It is. Yeah, it's definitely Rob Riggle. No, Fosse, Fosse. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <clears throat> um, his laugh. Yeah, yeah. I I, I want to. <laughs> 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 so stupid, so stupid. I'll rock your body with you with big nasty hooks. It's horrible. It's horrible. Uh, you take one more step, I'll beat the shit out of you with Alan's head. Yeah, so I anyway. appreciate the hyperbole. Uh, okay, so let's move on to doing what we normally do on this show, and Which, yeah, talking about how the movie got made and things. Yeah, you know, people just quoting it. Well, it's just hard to not want to quote a comedy. Of course, Andrew and I talked for a long time about uh, talking about comedies on the show and why they're difficult to cover because it just makes you want to quote the comedy. Um, yep. And, you know, we only have done one, I think, action comedy ever on the show. And it was Tropic Thunder. And that episode was successful. So, yeah, and it, we thought we'd <clears> try <throat> it again. Yeah, and tell us tell us what you guys think in the live chat or, you know, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. If, if you guys like when we cover comedies because we, we do worry that it's just us laughing at, yes. the, you know, regurgitating, regurgitated jokes. So, so let's start with, with uh, Mark Wahlberg's career here. Um, super interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is so 2010, I would say is pretty comfortably the transition from Wahlberg has been doing like he's like been pretty premier for like four years four or five mm-hmm. years and now he's transitioning into like one of those guys like the biggest actors in the world because he does Transformers a couple years later Pain and Gains within a couple years here he yeah. starts working with Michael Bay he starts doing like like Lone Survivor like these big war movies where he's the guy he's the top build dude um, and I think his career kind of is in a different place now it was then yeah i mean what's so weird about his career then so he did max Payne in 2008 which was huge had a massive cult following because we all grew up playing it uh the lovely bones yeah movie was terrible lovely bones in 2009 um and date night he was also in date night in 2010 um which was steve carell and tina fey yep directed by sean levy yep actually Um, he directed date night yeah i didn't know that um (laughs) i did (laughs) uh why Mark Wahlberg? Why now? You know what I mean? Like, what was it about him where Adam McKay... I, I just feel like they must have had an incredible audition together or, like, the rapport with... Because I've... <clears throat> obviously, it was McKay and, and Farrell. Yeah. And so they had to figure out who his partner was going to be. It couldn't just be John C. Riley again. Uh, there was... I know McKay was, was hesitant about... Um, he revealed, I think, on, like, an interview he did somewhere, he was pretty hesitant to cast Wahlberg. He didn't think that uh, he would be able to keep up with the improv... Uh, a nature of everyone else, but he said within the first day of filming, within the first uh, ten minutes of filming, Wahlberg was completely on everybody's level. Yeah, which is which is awesome because I love that he took a shot on him, and I and I think it was because of his name at the time and like what he would bring to him and what it would bring to the movie. Um, and then you look at Farrell. Farrell was kind of in this slump, even though he did Step Brothers in two thousand eight, which was a lot of people's favorite Farrell movie ever. He surrounds it or he sandwiches it with Semi Pro in two thousand eight and Land of the Lost in two thousand nine, which. It's interesting because Semi Pro had the heat of John Heater behind it. That's Blades of Glory, I think. Oh, I mean, uh, <laughs> and that's the year before. That's yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's... Blades of Glory, the year before it. Semi Pro was the <clears throat> had the heat of the wow. My sentences had the heat of the Blades of Glory. Yeah. So it was like it seems like he could just like now he's just going to do all these sports movies and stuff. But Semi Pro was a horrible film. Yeah, I think that the basketball that, one, the Gators or whatever in Florida. I think you would say that probably. The prime, the prime of like Will Ferrell, like his his like Jim Carrey moment, yeah, would have been like because Elf's O two, mm-hmm. Old School's O three, yep, Anchorman's O four. Um, so I think you probably say that it's like O four to like right around here. This is the tail end of the prime run. Yeah, his next like real hit after this, I'm pretty sure, is Lego Movie. That's not till 2014, and it's also not really a Will Ferrell movie. He's sort of in a different place in his career. So all the hits, Dude, Mastermind. When was that? Megamind. It's right around Megamind, it's like 20, I mean, 2010, 2011, yeah. something like that. He was the main character of that, but... Yeah, so, you know. I, you know, Curious George is in there. I think I think his heyday, though, this is right at the right at the back end of it. It's like mm-hmm. the last attempt. Yeah, I mean, I, for me, I didn't really care about what he was doing, and Step Brothers yeah. was like... I think I didn't see... I, didn't, I don't think I saw it in theaters. I immediately adored it. Of course. Um, yeah. But for me, it was just like, all right, well, let's see what happens. And so when the other guys came out, I had already completely lost interest. Yeah. Um, 
So, I think this is a good time for us to talk about our top five Feral movies. Just, we want to personally rank. Each have five? I think so. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, so we uh, already know that your number one is is other guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, let me, let me I have them in my head here. I want to just make sure it's, okay. it's accurate. So, why don't you count down your five to one? Five to one. All right, guys. Uh, top five Will Ferrell movies. Throw them in the chat. My number five. Oh, my gosh. This is so tough. Does Stranger Than Fiction count? In yeah, this? definitely. Yeah, so it's, I mean, it's that's not movies. my number five. Oh man, which one do I cut out? This is so tough. This is—it's almost like I want to cut out the other guys, but I, I could never do that. So I think my fifth favorite movie is Elf. It's funny; it doesn't even make my list. People love Elf. I only saw it recently on an airplane. I thought it was funny. I felt like it was, I was past. I felt like I was past my time on it though because I didn't grow up watching it. People yeah, love that. You movie. know what? I, I can't. You're right. I can't. I think I got to do Anchorman number five. Anchorman's classic. It, and, and the only reason. Is because I actually like Elf more than Anchorman now, I think. Yeah. I enjoy watching it more, but I, like, vividly remember watching Anchorman in the theater because I was laughing so hard. Like, yeah. dying laughing. Like, actually thought I was going to pee my pants laughing at, at moments, so I had to, like, calm myself down. Yeah. So, all right. You, you, I changed it. Anchorman is number five. <clears throat> Oh, do you want it to go the one? Oh, nine? you want me to? Okay, so then I'll I, do. I, I can do my five. I can do my five. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go number five, Talladega Nights. Um, <laughs> I love Talladega Nights. The, yeah, the, I watched it recently, and I was like pretty floored at how funny it was. It's really funny. It's got like a lot of great. It's also got Amy Adams, one of her early her, her, her like earlier roles before yeah. she's like really Amy Adams, uh, where she's like the hot assistant, and I like her so much more back then. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. Um, and it's got like. It's like all the stuff with Sasha Baron Cohen is so fantastic. Um, <laughs> say it, Ricky Bobby. Say it, Ricky say Bobby. It. I love the clips. <laughs> He's don't like, don't you, don't you say it, Ricky Bobby. Uh, that's really, really funny when he makes him. He makes him. Uh, oh no, that's Anchorman. But yeah, th- th- this movie is very funny. It's it's definitely high on the list of hilarious movies. Yeah. So for me, I think number four has to be. I think it's got to be the other guys. I love the other guys. I think it's fantastic. But it's a new love. It's going to grow. Uh, <clears throat> number four, other guys. Yeah, I'm sad about the ones that missed my cut here, but um, I'll go number four, Anchorman. Yeah, um, it, it's Anchorman is kind of the the. It's sort of like the all time. It's sort of like the all time Will Ferrell movie. It's like I would say more so, more so than any other movie he's ever done in his entire career. Anchorman's the all time. This is the this is the Will Ferrell. That movie. is the most Will Ferrell movie. Yeah. It also I would say in our lifetime in our generation because it's oh four uh, unless I'm mistaken I think it's oh four. Um, yeah. It it like epitomizes quotable comedies from our lifetime. It's yeah. It's, you and I are of age at that point. We're both fourteen years old. Like you could still say my apartment smells of rich mahogany, and people are like they they know they yeah. know what movie you're talking. Or we're many s- leather bound books. I guess we were sixteen. Yeah, we were yeah. sixteen when it came out. Yeah. yeah. And, like, it was the most quotable, like, every line in the movie was quotable. It's hilarious to this day. It doesn't stop being funny. Most of the characters yeah. just get better and better. It, like, pretty much launched uh, Steve Carell's comedy career. He's yeah, like, that's true. It um, totally did his break. It's so tough, because, uh, like, I, I wanted to do characters, and but then you got to do movies. Because, like, Mugatu from Zoolander is one of the... Amazing. Like, I want him to have his own movie. We got to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he needs to. Uh, okay, so my number three, then, has got to be old school. Mine as well. Oh, yeah? It, it's so good still. Frank the Tank is fantastic. I, I pretty much peed myself laughing in theaters when I watched this movie in 03. <laughs> yeah. I remember distinctly. I remember, like... He was... So So people don't remember this. Uh, yeah. But... but Will Ferrell was not a household name yet. He didn't exist yet. He was a guy on a guy who had been on SNL, who had had cameos in a bunch of movies. His early career was like Marshall, Will, and Holly, and Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Yeah, and Night he, at the Roxbury Night was the, the one. Was his first one out of SNL where you were like, "Oh, that guy from SNL," and they yeah. made those movies with these characters. From, and it was like it was funny. Superstar. He you know he plays uh, he plays the he plays Jesus and the the high school heartthrob. He also plays um, in in Austin Powers. That's why he shagged me. Oh yeah, uh, Mustafa. Mustafa. Yeah, I'll say my th- name three times. Shut me. So he's in all those movies, and like you know he he makes an impact. Then Elf in O two is kind of the breakthrough movie. Yeah, but really because it was he was doing something different. You old, know, old school like started like a whole movement of these comedies. He became part of a crew. And the, you know the brat pack or the the uh, the frat pack. That's what frat it's called. That that's where it comes from. And so in 03, I remember watching old school in theaters and thinking to myself like, 
God, the scene with him at the pool when he gets shot with a trank gun yeah. uh, is like one <laughs> of the funniest scens in the history of film. Um, you got to tort your neck. He goes, yes! <laughs> he just shook yeah, him, man. Sean William Scott is fantastic with the in mullet? that. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> it's one of my favorite. <laughs> I mean, we're going streaking, like him trying to get back in the car and he can't get yeah, in. Everything. Him blacking out and giving the speech at the end. Well, I like that. What happened? He's <laughs> amazingly funny in this movie. Um, so try tracking a little more juice. Hey, Mike. <laughs> hey, Mike. <laughs> uh, so I'm really curious. Did Stranger Than Fiction not make your list? It's six. Okay, so Stranger Than Fiction, I think, is my number two. Okay. You know, I love Stranger Than Fiction. I think this is the one uh, that isn't on most people's list, and I actually don't think I saw it on anybody's list. I love Stranger one. Than Fiction. I think it's really good. Yeah. Um, I think that movie holds up really well. I like the cast. Um, it's just not a movie that I've ever really been compelled to go watch again. I love rewatching this film. I don't know if I'm crazy. Uh, guys, if you haven't seen Stranger Than Fiction, go watch it. Um, I don't know if you guys just don't like it, but no one even mentioned on their list or honorable mentions. I don't know. Kind of crazy. So my number one is Step Brothers. Oh, wait. What's your number two? Step Brothers. And then other, other guys. guys, right? So my numbers, yeah, that makes sense. Step Brothers is like it's it's so good, unreal good, and it like it it's not it hasn't really aged. It's no. like it's kind of like the pound for pound funniest Will Ferrell movie, in in a way that like other guys is smarter and like you have to really love it to want to yeah. keep watching it. Yeah. But like even if you don't love Step Brothers, I think it's the one of all of these that you could put on right now and like no it, one would not. They would think just it was die funny. laughing. The car scene with his brother and the, his relationship with Derek, his yeah. brother, is fan. With the sweet child of mine scene yeah. is so it's, good with the stories $1,500 a week for voice <laughs> lessons you sound like flat if you're flat it's so good I mean yeah it's like the Catalina wine mixer and just like it's the, his relationship his being obsessed well you just met me you don't know me you can't yeah. be in love with me yeah there's just so much there's so much about Richard Jenkins is so fantastic <laughs> He's so good. Mary Steen, uh, Steenbergen, uh, who's yeah. his mom, she's so good. Richard Jenkins is another Michael Keaton that pops up in comedies from time to time, and he's fantastic, yeah, he's, always. He's in uh, Hall Pass. Yeah, great. Hall Pass. He's great. Yeah, have you seen, actually, have you gotten to watch uh, Shape of Water yet? <laughs> is his name Chad? Oh, no. Uh, no, how's, how is Shape of Water? Shape of Water's really good, and Richard Jenkins is fantastic in it. Is he? He's really good. I need to watch that in Three Billboards still, because yeah. I know that Sam and Francis both crush, obviously. Yeah, I haven't uh, seen it yet. What else? What else is in here that I don't need to lose? The the fuck, the job interview. See, Pan, oh, Pan, Pan, Pam. Pan. I think I can help out the whole Pan, Pam situation. <laughs> just like leans. <laughs> Hello, Miss Lady, and and who is this gentleman sitting behind you? <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing. I'll it's, ask the questions. Um, yeah, so uh, those are our top five guys. Your top fives are basically Ben's list re rearranged. I think is what most people's yeah. are. Um, well, let's get into this movie and how it was made. And I'm going to talk about Adam Scott here. Who was a writer for Adam McKay? Or Adam? Yeah, I was thinking about Step Brothers. Uh, Adam McKay here, who was a writer on SNL for twenty years, on and off, and then he started directing in the early two thousands, um, directing shorts for SNL, and yeah. also started directing films with Will, who he probably created or formed a relationship with on SNL. His directorial debut on a feature film was Anchorman, which was a huge we I don't really need to talk about it it and was then he, more of a cult classic though I would say it, it didn't catch on right away see it's tough so I, I don't know if I completely agree because everyone our age watched it you know like everyone watched it, it was and it was PG-13 so I you just know still, don't, don't you seem I, like what I remember I about Anchorman what I remember about Anchorman is watching it the first time and having the same reaction a lot of people had which is like this movie's really dumb like, I don't think this is very funny it's just stupid really and I then, see. Like I, I thought it was my favorite Will Ferrell experience in a theater. Okay, so then each time I watched it after that, it got funnier and funnier and funnier. For me, it's almost gone the <clears throat> opposite. Oh, really? I still think it's hilarious, but it's just gone down. Um, so him and Will Ferrell have gone their run. They've done every, <clears throat> not every movie together, but Talladega Nights, Step Brothers, the other guys, and um, and Anchorman, and Anchorman Two, and then. It's crazy because he kind of took a left turn, and then he did. Yeah, he well, what he did is the Big Short. Yes, that's his, that's his big breakthrough movie, and he's got a Dick Cheney bi- biopic coming out pretty soon, which is going to be crazy because you know it's it's about him being the most powerful vice president ever, and he's also got another film in the works called Bad Blood, starring Jennifer Lawrence, um, which I don't know what that's about. Yeah, he does seem like. I mean, what's really interesting about this movie <clears throat> as a precursor to his dramatic career is that. 
this movie is, and somebody said this on the Facebook, but this movie is kind of like the precursor to The Big Short. It totally is. It references a lot of the same themes. It talks about the financial crisis. It talks about you know financial fraud. And there's a lot of moments in this movie, which is one of the things about it that I find so rewarding to keep watching, where like where they go to the Federal Reserve and, and Will Ferrell's like, you guys are the best of this stuff. Uh, talking to the SEC. He's like, I mean, aside from, you know, Enron, WorldCom, Bernie Madoff. I love when he's like, yeah, we'll lock you up in the Federal Reserve. He still like, doesn't make the <laughs> Yeah, it's amazing. And so so this was definitely the movie. But, I mean, I think the thing about Adam McKay, you know, he's, he's one of these guys that a lot of people <clears throat> are beginning to know his name now because yeah. of his dramatic career. But this is one of the founding members of UCB. He was the head writer on SNL for mm-hmm. two years. He has directed almost all of Will Ferrell's best movies. Even even uh, a lot of people don't remember this, but when we talked about Will Ferrell's Prime being in 07, <clears throat> 06, 07, right in there, that sketch. I, I was so going to... The Landlord. The Landlord on Funny or Die. It's, yes. it's honestly... Because it's really before YouTube was, was prominent. 07? And everyone watched it. It was the thing. It was I, the sketch to watch. I watched it on Funny or Die, and I probably watched it 70 times. Like, yeah. In Boyhood... He's watching that sketch. Yes, I, growing up. and then I went and watched it again. And it's as soon as so it, funny, and, and and I love that they still reference it in things all the time because it actually, even though Anchorman had already happened, they talk about that sketch as a weird moment where they're like, "We can do anything now. Like we can literally do anything. Like a crazy landlord. Let's just make my daughter do it, or a yeah. daughter, you know." So, um, he. <clears throat> the Big Short was nominated for Best Picture, which he did not win, but he still won an Oscar for the Best Adapted Screenplay. So. This dude is going to be one of the greatest directors, uh, I think, ever. By the time that he's done with the yeah. movies that he, I mean, we'll see what happens with this next one, the the Cheney one. But if, if it if he knocks it out of the park, man, he's crazy. got a good opportunity here to have you know a real a real ten year run of of you know his next four movies all being pretty notable. He's got some good momentum and he's got great contacts, great stars. Yeah. yeah, and he's also got he's got the respect. You know, you and I have talked about this a lot when you when you talk about creating content and how that content tracks. Mm-hmm. And comedy content is the most instantly digestible to anybody, to any genre. Like, you talk about the movies we love so much, these dark dramas, you know, not everybody wants to watch that. You yeah. talk about something that swings way in the opposite direction, an animated movie or a rom-com, again, not everybody wants to watch it. Everybody wants to laugh. So everybody wants to laugh. Comedies are kind of the universal language, and because he was so successful making these classic comedies for so long, but he also had this, you know, this movie is so smart, he has this ability to really show people, yeah, you know what, I got nominated for Best Picture on my first dramatic film. Right. Get on, get on board, guys. So gonna, yeah, and then he's also now dipping into television, he's directing, um, he's directing the pilot and maybe all the episodes, I'm not sure yet. It's called Succession, which he's also the executive producer of. So, probably be awesome. Um, <clears throat> why don't you talk to me a little bit about Chris Henshee, his writing partner? Yeah, I mean, he's he's a pretty pretty small character compared to McKay. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly a TV writer. Uh, he had done a bunch of episodes on several shows, like not major shows by any means. Um, but then he got involved with Farrell writing uh, 2009's Land of the Lost, did the other guys with McKay, and then he co- uh, combined again to write the campaign in 2012, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty funny. That movie's decent. I, I remember watching it in theaters, the Zach Galifianakis one. Yeah, I... I did not like that. There's funny moments. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. Exactly. Funny moments, but uh, he's, so he's a co-writer on that. That's basically what you have to pay attention to with Chris Henshee. He's not, um, you know, he's, he, he co-wrote, so McKay wrote all those other movies with Will Ferrell. Yeah. This is the only Will Ferrell McKay movie that he wrote with someone else. Which is interesting. Yeah, it's it your is. favorite. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, I, I'm, obviously Henshee has a different sensibility, so. Yeah. Um, and there's more layers. So um, the, the producers, that's, that's all we got to talk about. McKay, Will Ferrell, Jimmy Miller, and Patrick Crowley. We've talked about Crowley numerous times on this show. He's responsible for the Bourne franchise, Jurassic World, Assassin's Creed. Um, yeah. And then Miller's most uh, notable part of his career is just working on Will Ferrell movies. Yeah, he's got others, but I mean, the most, the, if you look at the list, you'd recognize mostly Will Ferrell movies. So, so before we get into money, since uh, we just talked about serious stuff, let's get back into the fun stuff yeah. and talk recurring bits. There's yeah. so, many so many great recurring bits in this movie. Which one is your personal favorite? Well, mine's the soup kitchen. So, and I was going to say, it, it would be difficult for it not to be. It's one of my favorite scenes of all time. And actually, um, for those watching or listening, we can queue up this interview right now. I interviewed Rob Hubel. Oh, yeah. A couple years ago, a year or two ago. And uh, you can see, if you queue it up, Marissa. Related, but one of my favorite comedy scenes of all time is in The Other Guys. When you're delivering your, yeah. your monologue, you're like, they did a yeah. lot of stuff in there, man. That's a deep cut. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people may not remember that. Yep, it was The Other Guys, and uh, I'm a cop in that movie. <laughs> and I'm telling Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg, 
the horrible thing that happened in their stolen car. And um, yeah, that was improvised, really. Like the the you know the director of that movie is Adam McKay, and he just lets you say you know whatever you want to say, and then you just kind of keep going. You know? So he's kind of off to the side, and he keeps yelling like. What else yeah. might be in the back of the car? You know, and I'm like, Mama Raccoon gave birth to a bunch of baby raccoons. You know, Soup Kitchen is like a classic. Is that improvised? You made that up on the spot. I made up Soup Kitchen, <laughs> and now here we are at the Paley Center, where the vaults of TV and movies are stored, and that's what we're talking about. It's so appropriate. Yeah, we made history with that one line. It's very good. It's very good. I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan. So uh, I also love the show, and I think yeah. you're you probably All right, we can we can cut it. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, because it was a deer's vagina. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's like, uh, it's it's so good. A bunch of old homeless dudes got together and had an old drink. They called that when they in there. They called a soup kitchen. Soup kitchen. Oh God! And he's like, <laughs> and later when they see him again, we're about to have ourselves a screw party in this here Prius. Yeah, rub your crotch on the cars you yeah. walk by. Uh, Are you dirty, Mike and the boys? <laughs> Hot tail it, grease it, boys. We will have sex in your car again. It will happen. I think the Prius bit's got to be the best recurring. It's got to be the best. So it gets towed later on again. A bunch of homeless guys around. <laughs> <laughs> it's an official police vehicle. Could have fooled me. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. Um, when Steve Coogan gets in, wait, it smells like a dude's vagina. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's, uh, that's my favorite, I think, recurring bit. But there's a lot in this movie. Um, we haven't even really talked about, you know, crying. The Rock, which is one of the things you and I quote the most is, uh, gentlemen, I'd like to tell you a story about a man who came to America with a dream. Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Let me finish. He became a champion of bodybuilding. Arnold Schwarzenegger. God damn it, let me finish. I ruined it. <laughs> Sorry, that's like, to that, me, like one of the... the very cash bar. Cash bar. Filing. Filing's going to be there. Brody Jenner. Yeah, so I, I think that's really funny. Definitely Alan and, and the stuff with his wife and the hot ladies. That's really funny. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the just like gorgeous women being attracted to Alan all the time. Yeah, is another really good one. I think uh, the, the thing <clears throat> with the TLC songs is really good. So good. I oh, I actually have a really when in the because in the in the store he says uh, he says don't go chase. What does he say? Yeah, so you don't t- don't go chasing waterfalls. Oh, he does do that, and then he also does creep creep. You got um, yeah, creep. 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 Creep, and then uh, <laughs> he says I don't want no scrubs, and then the end. Yeah, and then he turns around. He's, it looks like he's gonna say one more. And, it, and, like, Keaton kind of makes, like, this face. <laughs> I, I had to rewind and watch it, too, because it's, like, Keaton as an actor knows. He's, like, you think you're going to say one more. And he's, like, Dancing Highsmith weren't good cops. And I, I don't know why I died. I just died because he has his face, like, I got one more in me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's, pretty, he's pretty amazing. Hey, Gene, how's the family? Great, great, Lewis. My son's a bisexual. <laughs> My son's a bisexual. <laughs> Working at Bed Bath yeah. Got a rapist at... Well, no, look out. Other job. I mean, um, do pay attention. Walk in pairs. Um, I yeah. think it's the it's the car, though, for me. Yeah. It's well, that's, soup kitchen. It's my favorite scene in the whole movie, really. Is, yeah. It's the one that I find myself quoting the most. Um, so, yeah, and I obviously got to interview Hubel about it, which was, was really... I remember recently seeing something. I was listening to Rob Hubel on Mark Marin, and I, was, I listened to the full interview, and I was like... Oh yeah, I interviewed that guy. What the hell did I ask him? And I had to look that up again. I was like, Oh yeah, this is great. <laughs> so our, my my buddy Tom Helfrick asked on the page about um, who in this movie do you think deserves like uh, not the characters but the actors? Rob Hubel, Rob Riggle deserves like the MVP their, supporting. No, of their own like who, none of them have starred in their own like comedy, their own anything. Oh, well, do you think any of them deserve or could carry their own feature? Um, I mean. Hubel to me is the same as like Ike Barinholtz right now. He's like a really good, solid supporting. I think I love Hubel. Yeah, I think he's really funny. I think that um, pro- the the I, I need to look up the guy, I, the husband. Yeah, he's funny. He's really funny. <laughs> What's his name? Um, I don't know what the actor's name is, but he was no, no, in- no. What's his character? Oh, name? oh, Hal. Hal. This is the one with the vodka in it. Um, <laughs> and then she grabs his face. <laughs> <laughs> I waited for you in Tower Records for four for four hours. That I was love 13 it. years ago, Christina. <laughs> <laughs> it's Brett Gelman. <clears throat> and I love in all these pictures. Uh, guys, if you have a, a second, pull up Brett Gelman on IMDb. His headshot is him wearing this ridiculous Mickey Mouse sweatshirt. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> He's excellent. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I think... 
I think he's really he's really funny, and Keaton probably is Keaton, the funniest. I mean, yeah, I guess Keaton kind of wins that conversation because he was like, yeah. But for me, Rob Hubel because Keaton's got one. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, let's talk money. This movie actually did really well for for itself for a movie that I actually didn't think was going to do make any money, and it yeah. cost a hundred million dollars to make. So Sony Columbia produces it cost a hundred million dollars. I just said it was released in August of twenty ten, August sixth. It grossed one hundred nineteen million dollars domestic for an additional fifty one worldwide for a grand total of one hundred and seventy million. Yep, which you know it didn't double up. <clears throat> kind of had a high budget, but that makes sense for action comedies. You got to blow shit up. Yep, uh, and its opening weekend it still opened at number one at thirty five million. I can see with marketing behind it, this movie is not considered a success. I mean, 170 on 100, yeah, definitely cost. It probably, yeah, it probably cost them another, you know, 10, 20 million to market. So they probably didn't make that much money on it. That's probably why there hasn't been a sequel. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. And you go critically, it got a 6.7 on IMDb, and the Rotten Tomatoes. uh, All critics gave it a 78. Top gave it a 79, and audience gave it a 60. That's indicative to me of like exactly what we're talking about, which is that I just think people don't think they they watched this movie, they tuned out, they didn't think it was interesting, <clears throat> they didn't never go back to revisit it, and it got you know they gave it a rotten score to begin with. Yeah, they never gave it another chance, and um, it really needs one. It really yeah. de- de- definitely needs one. So uh, this is tough, man. What's your favorite line? Uh, it's single one liner. It might just be the one line. It, yeah, if it's a single one liner, it might just be. This paperwork's like Bob's wife here. Thick, ugly, it's got Dance's fingerprints all over it. Sorry, Bob. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> That's probably my favorite line. Uh, Though the soup kitchen line... The su- yeah, the soup kitchen is excellent. Probably my favorite. Um, the Keaton line that I said earlier, Christina, your husband, is is fantastic. Yeah, it's line, fist pump, and recurring a bit. They're all kind of the same thing. Yeah, but the, this one moment that I did have was uh, at, during the silent fight yeah, at yeah, the yeah. funeral, and they all stand up, and they're like, I'm so sorry for your loss. Yeah, it's a lovely it's like, hat. It's a, yeah, it's a lovely <laughs> hat. And he goes, hey, I'm Jimmy. Like, Why would you say that? It's too soon. <laughs> I died laughing. It's so good. He's incredible, actually. Yeah. He's really funny. We haven't talked about the, the, any of the like Yankee Clipper stuff. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, this movie's just packed. It's jam-packed. It's too much to talk about we can't just we can't just say all the lines over and over yeah yeah all right so a couple last quick questions here before we run out of time yeah. uh, there was a question posted somewhere that i know i read and i couldn't find it um it's one of you lovely people who listens to the show posted it and it was how would this movie have been with the two actors reversed in their in their roles uh i don't think it would have been better but i think it would have been funny i think giving Wahlberg the opportunity to play the straight man uh and be kind of a dweeb is funny and i think will ferrell being a super cop is also really funny yeah, I, I agree with both of those. My only problem is is that when <clears throat> I think when Wahlberg goes to Gator mode, it just wouldn't have worked. Yeah, it's Will Ferrell. That's like them putting on a costume, being like, "We need to make a scene around this." <laughs> yeah, we need to make this whole, and then they're just like, "We got to bring it back. We got to bring Gator back somehow." That scene's so funny. You had a stable of horrors. Are you even listening to the story? <laughs> listening to the story? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So for me, it just wouldn't have worked. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah, it wouldn't have been as good, uh, and this movie is already, like, to me, on the edge of being perfect, but mm-hmm. if it went, like, a little further, it would just not be good. Right, and so speaking of them, and speaking of, like, Wahlberg and, and Farrell switching roles, who is Will Farrell's greatest co-star, if counterpart? Had, yeah, if I had to pick one, so it's, like, the contenders, the top contenders would be, like, Wahlberg in multiple movies, you've mm-hmm. got, you know, John C. Riley. you got Stiller is a pretty big one. Yep. Um, if you wanted to go like Vince Vaughn, they're in several movies together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think like probably who are like the Anchorman guys that have recurred. I, I mean, mean, that's I mean, I think that's pretty that's that's a pretty strong list right there. Yeah, I would I would <clears throat> say honestly, as much as I love this movie and as funny as I think it is, yeah. it has to be John C. Riley. It has to be. I, I completely agree. Um, I love Mark Wahlberg as his partner, and I think him and Vince Vaughn together are great. And Stiller I, is really funny. And Stiller and him are fantastic. Yeah, but and he's like he's got that great role in Starsky, and he's really, <clears throat> really funny in Zoolander. It's just him and John C. Riley are like best friends. Yeah, you know, and it's like you can tell it just it just works a little better. Yeah, you know, and like so if. <clears throat> that, I mean, that's probably why Step Brothers is my number one. Yeah, and I, and and because Ricky Bobby is a good enough 
is it good enough other film for me? That's, think, that's why it qualifies. That's why, to me, it's the it's the, the answer is that John C. Riley is the best. A line between a line, yeah. It looks like 100% of people agree. It's, it's John C. It's John C. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, let's, uh, let, let's close this sucker off. Uh, there are three action movie categories. This is actually a funny one for this movie. Yeah. Uh, there are totally ridiculous, totally legitimate, and ridiculously legitimate movies. So totally ridiculous, that's going to be like... Dumb and, or sorry, like Face Off, Con Air, uh, totally legitimate. That's like Fugitive, Lone Survivor, and then ridiculously legitimate. In the middle category is like Predator, Point Break, movies that are kind of absurd but held together by one really strong principle. I love that you were going to say Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. <laughs> it's a comedy. It's intentionally funny. Um, it's a really smart movie. Yeah. So it's not totally ridiculous. I think it's got to be the middle category for me because the intelligence for me pulls this movie through. It makes me feel like I just learned something in some cases. Yeah, and like. You know, even though they get shot at the end, they all get shot. It's like they kind of needed that moment of them all just getting hurt, kind yeah. of. But it's like it was enough to believe it. So, yeah, for me, it's the middle category. It's it's too intelligent of a comedy to throw it in completely ridiculous. Yeah. And um, I think they try too hard to keep it based in a world of reality. I think other than driving com- the previous. And I think the kind <clears throat> of comedies that could be in the totally legit category are coming-of-age comedies. God, like, you know, I think the crime scene scene... When they get to the crime scene, yeah. the amount of jokes that they say, <laughs> like my my suburban shit, one of those out last yeah. night, Does like this come with a dental dam. <laughs> you know they made tampons and car form. <laughs> like that scene, I think might have had the most laughs for me this time around. Yeah, it's really, I actually, I it's just is endless jokes. Little River Band, I've always got Little River Band in here. <laughs> I've got six discs in here, six discs. <laughs> uh, yeah, so for me, middle category, totally, totally. Uh, I mean, ridiculously legitimate. All right, so uh, we've just got one last thing left to talk about on the show, and that's going to be called the pitch this is exciting guys so big news big announcement um first of all next week you got captain america the winter soldier coming to town yep you guys overwhelmingly voted for this on our facebook page uh so we're gonna do it you guys you guys want it we want it so good so if you guys want to go find that you can find uh on the facebook page there's like 85 movies listed people are still and that, that poll's gonna stay up so you can keep voting for it Unless it's already closed, but there was a ton of movies. This one was the top top choice, and with our kind of a new expansion in 2018 of the type of movies we're allowed to do, we feel totally comfortable doing this movie. This movie is awesome. I just watched it again. I can't wait to talk about it on the show. Yeah, me too. I actually just watched it over Christmas break, and like I I, I turned it on during the Samuel L. Jackson Escape, and Sweet I was like, escape. God, this movie is so sick. So, last thing to talk about is that next week, Andrew and I are going to be premiering something very cool. Um, I don't want to go too much into detail now because, obviously, uh, I want to surprise you guys with it when it's out. Yeah. But uh, what it is going to be is Andrew and I doing some additional content. We're going to be doing additional content, uh, and we will talk about it on here, and we'll we'll post it and let you guys know all about it. And it will relate to the Winter Soldier and the MCU, which we're really excited about. So uh, stay tuned for that. If you want to hear any of that information, I know we'll be posting about it on our socials. You can find me at Ben Bateman Media, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can find me at Andrew Guy, and you can find that poll, the information, the video we're going to be posting. Um, on the Facebook fan page, at Action Movie Anatomy fan page, or the Action Movie Anatomy yeah. fan page on Facebook. And, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be awesome. It's just going to be us doing more stuff, talking about more things that we don't have time to talk about here every single week, different things. And, um, yeah. Well, yeah, Why we'll not? explain all of it when you guys check it out. Uh, but otherwise, thanks for listening. Thanks for checking back. We'll see you guys same time, same place next week. Marissa, thanks for everything up in the booth today. She's back. Bye, guys. Bye. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.